0: You're listening to the Watling and Owen Show.
1: Hold we on, welcome to a Pix edition of the Watling and Owen Show. Matt Watling trying to get my first win on the board. Luke Owens trying to further his, what is it now, a five game lead on yours truly. Thank you for joining us here. And, and Luke, it was, we talked about it earlier on, what was it, Monday show. You can listen to that if you missed it. Still pretty relevant, still good stuff. I could not have had a worse week of picks if
0: I tried. No, you couldn't have it. I couldn't have a better week of picks. Well you could have. I look you at were week... five and one. There's literally a better option. That's true. That's true. But I mean I was with you. Yeah, so I, I submarine doomed. your pick. But I mean, looking at this week, there's a lot of huge lines. A lot of double digit favorites. It's gonna be a weird week. I'm I'm not feeling terribly confident to be honest. I have my five picks, I have my lock, but I'm not feeling terribly confident for week two. I have to be honest. Yeah, I had as many as seven picks on my radar, but I I knocked a couple down.
1: Um, These lines are ridiculous. I mean, the idea of Buffalo being a 10-point favorite against a Titans team that, yeah, they lost. But, I mean, if they want to be a playoff team, they want to win their division, which they won last year. They won the conference last year in terms of the regular season. They need to win this game, right? You can't start owning two of your Titans, especially after losing against the Giants last week on a last second field goal. Uh, you look at the Denver line against Houston. Houston didn't play that bad, and Denver made a lot of mistakes. Maybe you think they convert on them this week. I don't know, but Luke, since you would you like to kick or receive, would you like to go first or second here since you got the uh, the lead? I'll
0: receive. I'll go first.
1: Oh, I bet you will. I feel
0: like. Yeah, <laughs> oh, love receiving. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, I'm worried about if you go first. I might like I don't want to change my picks. I want to yeah. stay locked in. I don't want to let you affect me. I'm in the leader's chair, so I should just I st- straight forward and just win this. You know, going away. So I'll kick things off. My first pick is one that I've debated, but I love where the line's at now. Uh, sitting here on Wednesday. I love the Niners now getting eight and a half. It opened at 10 and I was taking it at 10, but the fact it's down to eight and a half now, I think a lot of people are betting Seahawks right now. And I think the reason why is because we saw in week one, the Seahawks obviously upset the Broncos and the Niners are a team that played. We we threw it away, right? We threw away Niners bears from existence home game. Trey Lance, I think can look a lot better than they did last week. And I think the Seahawks are coming off a really emotional win at home. And I think, you know, a little bit of a short rest for them. I like the Niners minus eight and a half to cover there. That's a, that's a big line, but I like them. Luke, this might be a sucker's pick,
1: but I don't hate no, it. I think, no, not you. What I'm I about think, to go with. Okay, okay. I, I think I your pick's fine. I think it's a big number, but if you look at San Francisco, they, they need to win this game, and they need to win it, you know, with some authority, and I think it's a good chance for them to do it. I've got okay. Kansas City minus four to, uh, on Thursday night, taking on the Chiefs. Ooh. The Chiefs have some injuries. No Keenan Allen.
0: They might miss. You just went – they're taking on the Chargers. What did I say? You said the Chiefs have some injuries like Keenan Allen. I said the Chiefs taking on the Chargers. No, you said the Chiefs taking on the Chiefs.
1: (laughs) You'll have to replay and listen back. We'll we'll listen back. Uh, The Chiefs taking on the Chargers. A little (laughs) AFC West matchup. I like the Chiefs a lot. They dominated week one. Arizona is not a slouch team. And they dismantled them. They managed to do a very good job defensively. I think the Chargers are a good team. But when it's at Arrowhead, I like what the Chiefs are doing. It seems like they're on some kind of mission, sort of like a a Brady-esque spite mission to dominate this regular season. And I think defensively, they'll, they'll do enough to win by more than four points. So give me Kansas City minus four, taking on not the Chiefs, but the Chargers.
0: A little Thursday night pick. I respect that. Um, I'm going to go back to Sunday. Another big line. I'm going to take the Bengals minus 7.5 against the Cowboys. Another team that has to bounce back. Looked really bad last week. Their offensive line struggled once again. Don't know the status of T. Higgins as of right now. But Dallas is going to be horrible. I mean, they're going to be running out Cooper Rush most likely at quarterback. Yes, it's in Dallas. But I think the Bengals can win this game by at least 10. I mean, I know it's a big line. I'm taking a lot of big lines this week, but I'm, I'm going to take the Bengals minus seven and a half.
1: I'm right there with you, Luke, so we'll keep this short. Cincinnati needs the win, right? If they beat Pittsburgh last week, I don't know if I'm making this pick. But this is a team that might not make the playoffs this year, Cincinnati. They're kind of like the hot pick. You think they're going to grow, but maybe they kind of get, you know, get the wind knocked at them in week one. They've got to win this game if they want to, you know, keep a push for the division. So I don't think the Steelers are a real threat. I don't think the Browns are a real threat, but this is a tough AFC, and... I mean, you, you look at it year in, year out. How many teams 0-2 make the playoffs? It's very rare. So for Cincinnati, I yeah. think this is uh, a very easy week, two for them, going against Cooper Rush, going up against a, a pretty mediocre offensive line. But one thing to look out for for Dallas is they've got a really solid running game. That, that line on the, the running side of the game was actually able to create some holes and get some, some push for Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. So I still got Cincinnati minus 7.5, but if Dallas can establish that run game, And get something going with Zeke, maybe they keep it close. But I just don't see that happening.
0: Yeah, hopefully the Bengals get an early lead. And then the Cowboys have to throw. And then it's game over. But I don't know how I feel about being aligned with you on a pick. Well, we saw what happened last week with it. Not too good. Exactly. My third pick could be a sucker's bet. It's a weird line. I like the Dolphins plus three and a half against the Ravens. We saw what happened with the Ravens. That was a winnable game for the Jets. And the Dolphins have a competent offense. Tyreek Hill... A really good game. Jalen Waddle still a stud. Tua looked pretty solid. I think the Dolphins keep this within a field goal. Do they win it? I don't know. But getting that hook at three and a half is really sexy to me. So I'm going to take the Dolphins plus three and a half against the Ravens. I'm not completely sold on the Ravens yet. I think they're a really good team. But is Devin Duvernay really going to have another breakout performance in week two? You know, Rashad Bateman's OK. Mark Andrews didn't really get involved a ton last week. I mean, if J.K. Dobbins is back, maybe it's a different story. But I think the Dolphins keep this game close. And maybe I'm an idiot and the, the Patriots are just that bad. But I like the Dolphins to kind of make a statement here.
1: I think the Patriots are that bad. I, it, it feels kind of like a sucker's bet either way. Because the line yeah. to me is like, it screams Miami's going to cover. But I love Baltimore in this game. Like I think they're a much better team than, than you know they're kind of getting credit for. I thought the Jets defense is, is really talented. But also, I think Baltimore is not going to be happy with the way they performed against the Jets in terms of their their offense. And I think Lamar Jackson might have a bounce-back game, but I didn't touch this one, Luke. I've got the Washington Commanders at plus one and a half. They opened up as a oh, favorite, taking on to the, the Lions. Well. I, I won them last week. They were my sixth team last week, Luke. If you go into the history of our Google Doc that marks down our picks, it's not more. But If you go into the edits, the sixth game that I had last week was Washington, and they covered. And I like Washington. I, I don't hate Carson Wentz. He's I don't trust them to win me a Super Bowl or win me a, you know, a week 17, week 18 type game. But I think in this setting against the Lions, a team that was like Swiss cheese defensively,
0: I like commanders in this one. That game's going to be like the Jaguars commanders game where like the Lions just never die. That's why I hate betting against them. Like I hate betting for or against them because every single game they just they just hang around and somehow make dumb comebacks and cover. But I think with two, I think you're you're pretty safe they can win that game by a field goal. I'm not going to touch that game. I'm going to touch an even grosser game, Matt. You're going to hate this pick. Give me the New England Patriots minus two against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think the Steelers are a, a, a good football team. I think they lose this game by at least a field goal. And I think the Patriots know they're not a good team. But I just don't trust the Steelers enough to go out and win this game. I think it's a little bit of a... A fishy line where you think, why are the Patriots two-point favorites on the road against the Sears who are coming off a Bengals win? That tells me all I need to know. Coming off an emotional win, Vegas sets the line at a two-point favorite for, for the Patriots. I'm going to take the Patriots minus two. It's, it's a weird line, and I'm taking the weird line. So give me the Patriots.
1: Luke, speaking of AFC East teams, speaking of what we spoke about on Monday, the receipts, I'd like to show oh, no. one Rob Sala this receipt, Luke. Give me the Jets plus six and a half. Give it to me. Give it to me. Taking on the, uh, the Browns, they have no quarterback. The Jets' run defense was tremendous last week against the Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. They got to show us something. I've been texting you basically every day this week since the Jets lost. The Jets need to show, show us something. Give me a reason why. When you when are you going to cash these receipts, Rob Sala? And I think it's this weekend. Joe Flacco's got to be better. This line is destined to be better after, you know, George Fant will have actual experience and preparedness going into the week, playing at, you know, the right tackle position, or rather I guess the left tackle position uh, this week now. I I don't hate the Jets. I like their skill players. I like their defense, defense a lot. It's just a matter of can the line hold enough, and can Michael Fleur give them enough offensively to scheme up something good for Joe Flacco? And I think it happens. Do they win? I don't know. But this could be a super ugly, like, 14-16 14-16 kind of game, and that's the game the Jets would cover in that case. So give me the Jets at plus
0: 6.5. I think the Jets should be borderline embarrassed if they don't cover this game.
1: Like, is that a crazy thing to Not say? Not at all. Like,
0: we, The Browns didn't look that great against the Panthers. I don't think the Jets are that much worse than the Panthers. Um, Baker Mayfield's probably a better quarterback than Joe Flacco. Um, but, I mean, the Jets' defense, like you said, looked good the Jacoby Brissett was really bad last week. Like they kind of won in spite of him. They don't have a lot of weapons on offense. If they can shut down the run, stack the box. then I think the jets can stay in this game. That's a big line. So I think the Jets should cover this game for sure. Thank you. What do you got? What's your uh, lock of the week? <sighs> I, I've gone through it. I don't, it's hard to pick. A I lock think we have week. the same lock. I would be shocked if we had the same lock. Is it on Monday night? It's Monday night. Oh,
1: I think we have the same pick. What is it? Oh. oh, I think we have the same pick. We'll stand on a count of three. Ready? Three, right. two, one. Minnesota Vikings.
0: Yeah. Right. me. I thought okay. I thought you were gonna maybe go with uh, the Eagles. Oh no, you swore off the Eagles. I did. I swore off, off the Eagles, Eagles after last week.
1: Are we getting them at two or two and a half? Because I had them at two and a half earlier, and right now they're at, it's at two, two. Right now, so we're gonna go two.
0: They're at two right now. Yeah, right. we're taking. As it long two. as we're
1: sharing the pick, I was gonna try to sneak a fast one on you and get my get me them at uh at two and a half, but if we're yeah. there together, if we're, if we're riding
0: together, integrity, then we'll.
1: I, it's down five points. I have no integrity, Luke.
0: Yeah, but I love the Vikings here. I don't. It's tough because I think. I mean, these are the, my two surprise teams the NFC, but based off week one, I like a lot more what I saw from the Vikings. Um, The Eagles at home, though, Monday night is definitely going to be a tough environment. So show me something, Vikings. Like people say Kirk Cousins doesn't win in primetime, doesn't win big games. It's week two, but. Show me something. So I'm 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 riding with the Vikings. I I don't feel that much strongly about it compared to my other picks. It's a tough week, but I'm gonna ride Skull Baby. I really like Justin Jefferson in this game.
1: I think their defense is is marginally better than it has been in the past. Dalvin Cook runs all over. And to me, this is almost more of a anti Eagles pick than it is a Minnesota Vikings pick. This was a, Team in the Eagles that was supposed to be this hot shot team to take ahead, you know, and and leapfrog the Cowboys to win the division. They still very likely will after the injuries to the Cowboys, but they didn't play very good last week. I mean, they had a, a, a lead, but they almost blew it towards the end. You know, you had a, a double digit lead late. You gave that touchdown, which was crucial, crushing for me. But I just think I trust Minnesota in this scenario a little more. Now, Luke, you bring up. You know, Kirk Cousins not winning in prime time kind of scares me now. But I'm, I'm good enough to ride with it. We, you know, we kind of touched on the Jets a little while ago. It's a game they've – I want to say they have to win. It's a, bi- it's a big number for, for a game with a, two backup quarterbacks. It's kind of surprising to me. But there's a blueprint that I see the Jets winning a little bit more than I see the Browns winning it, to some extent. Because I think I trust Flacco to not be better than Brissette, but to maybe make fewer mistakes than Brissette would make.
0: And I think that would help this team a lot if you're the Jets. And I think if they keep it close, they can keep running the ball. Like They ran the ball pretty well last week, but it, it got to the point where they just couldn't anymore. They were down by so much. And look, Rob Sala, I don't hate what he said about keeping receipts. I think there were other things he said that maybe would backfire on him. But if you're going to say that, you better – because you can see this, Matt. If the Jets lose this game you know, by 10 or whatever – there's gonna be a lot of things going around with Robert Sala's quote, the scoreboard next to it. Like this has the potential to be a real disaster for him. So if you're gonna put yourself on the line, you better have a good game plan for this game. Because look, we are giving you the excuse, right? You don't have Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco's your quarterback right now. You don't give it a few weeks, but after Week One, saying we have the receipts, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a risky move for for Bob Sala. It really is. And
1: what I think got me more out of all the comments he made was when he said. When Joe Douglas took over, this team was worse than an expansion team. Like, that was what four years ago that he took over, or three years ago that he took over. Like, this isn't that team anymore. These guys are all new. And frankly, I don't care about last season. Like, last season was a throwaway season. But so far this year, if you're just counting the one game against Baltimore, it was as embarrassing, if not more embarrassing, than all of last year because your offense was so bad, was so stagnant last week that you couldn't give me anything, any reason of hope. And then for him to go out and say that, Luke, like you said, it feels like he's skipping ahead to the, the dramatic I need to save my butt part of the, the season slash career when he could have really been making these comments week eight if they were two and six and, you know, Zach Wilson was not looking super good. You know, you didn't need to, you yeah. didn't need to do this after week one. You know, you probably should have hit this panic button a little later in the season and went from there. But we, we touched on the Jets, uh, Luke. The Giants, minus two. Minus two. They're a two-point favor against the Panthers at home. Is this, you know, we kind of touched about it, you know, on Monday. But it kind of feels like this is must-win for the Giants. Because the Panthers are 0-1. They didn't have a great game. Baker Mayfield, you know, had a lot of turnovers. But in that same vein, the Giants were a couple feet away from being 0-1 themselves.
0: Yeah, we talked about these first four games being very winnable. If you lose this game to the Panthers, you know we're gonna sit here and say, is it same old Giants or is this Brian Dable's Giants that can win these games against inferior opponents? Like you're favored at home. I thought about going back to the Giants, well, but I'm just not sure yet. Like I want to see Saquon have another good week. You know, he took a lot of hits. He had a lot of carries. Is he gonna be you know the same in in week two? Is Daniel Jones gonna be able to maybe step it up a little bit in week two? And Baker in Carolina. I don't love them, but they played a little bit better down the stretch against the Browns. It felt like Baker, after those early fumbles, kind of figured it out. So I think the Giants, it's hard to say must win in week two, but I will say if they lose this game, I think the rhetoric on them is going to immediately shift back to like, okay, yeah, this is still the Giants.
1: Right. And it's tough because you look at the Panthers and you compare them to the Titans. I think I like the offense of the Panthers a little more in the sense that they can do a lot more. Right, Christian McCaffrey can catch the ball and run it out of the backfield extremely well. I would say Baker Mayfield is, in my opinion, a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. He can make some better plays. And I look at the receiving core, and it's you know before the game last week, there was like two wide receivers on all tight on the Titans that had caught a pass from Ty- Ryan Tannehill. It was yeah. uh, Westbrook, and it was like one other dude, yeah. and they had like a combined sixty receptions from Tannehill. This Panthers team, while not super adjusted with Baker Mayfield has Robbie Anderson, has DJ Moore. I think that's a tougher matchup in terms of the defense to face the Panthers' offense, assuming Baker isn't what he was against the Browns. And maybe he won't be. Maybe maybe that moment was too big for him, right? We talk about Baker. He's got a lot of that swagger that people like. Maybe the moment was almost too big for him last week.
0: Yeah, no, I think this is definitely, I think it's a good point. Like last week, Baker was so juiced up out of the gate, you could see it kind of affected him. But this week, He's got nothing to do but kind of focus on this season and focus on getting the Panthers back on track because it's a weak NFC, and I think both these teams want to gather these wins against teams that they think can beat. So I think it's an interesting game, um, but I think the Giants should win it, but will they win I think is going to be the big question. Right. And no show on Monday.
1: Luke's got some work to take care of. Uh, so why don't we dive into the, the Titans' bills right now. Seven fifteen start on ESPN. This is, this is kind of exciting. Titans, Bills. Is, there, is the juice taken out of it when you saw how the Titans played in week one? Because last, this time last year when these two teams played, this was a battle of the heavyweights. Now it feels like the Titans are you know, quite literally a, a double-digit
0: underdog to the Bills. I wouldn't bet against the Bills, but 10 is a lot. Because the Titans have had the Bills number the past few years. I don't know why, but it seems like every year they play a Monday night game and the Titans end up winning the game. And... I don't think they're going to win this game, but the juice of the bills is I think going to kind of carry the hype because they're coming off a big win. It's, it's their, their home opener. Kids are getting a half day of school in Buffalo, which is not kind of like a national. Why is that not? Cause
1: enough? it's a seven o'clock start.
0: If anything, if they were okay, smart, yeah, they'd be giving you day. the morning of Tuesday off. Not yeah, that's Monday. Not ba- that's not a bad Monday's day. useless.
1: It's useless for me,
0: but I, I do think tens a lot of points. And I think, The Bills' defense should be comparable. I I mean, I think it's better than the Giants' defense. So, realistically, they should be able to shut them down. But, you know, Derrick Henry rips off a couple of big runs. And, you know, this could be a close game. I think the Bills should win it by at least a touchdown. But 10 feels like a lot of points. Yeah, I agree. 10 a little too much for me. You also just
1: kind of wonder, like, are the Titans going to be desperate enough to win? You know, Vrabel's a good head coach. Tannehill has been in this position before. And you wonder if the – the only thing that hurts the Titans, I think, is that this being the home opener for the Bills on Monday night. If this was, you know, a regular Sunday 1 o'clock start and the Bills had had their home opener the week before, it might be a different story. Like, that might be a loss for the Bills just based on the letdown of week one, big Thursday night win, right? You look at the Titans, they're desperate. They need the win there. So I do agree. I think the Bills need to win by at least seven. If they – for this team at least – the losses early don't really mean a lot to me because we know what the Bills are going to be. They're going to be one of the top two teams in the in the conference. They're going to win their division with ease. I mean, you probably play Matt Barkley at quarterback and probably win half the division games at this point. So for a loss for the Bills this this early in the season, it would stink. You, you would kind of lose it, but also I think you know long term, you don't really care about this game as much as say a team like the Titans does.
0: No, I agree. But I think if you lose to the Titans, you start to think a little bit. I mean, you still know how good the Bills are, but you'd say like, man, we just lost to a team that the Giants beat. Like, are we as dominant as we saw in week one? Because say the Rams lay a stinker somehow against the Falcons and everyone's like, oh, maybe the Rams aren't that good. Like, there's some questions that could circulate. But I think by the end of the year, you're right. They're going to be hopefully in the one seed for their sake, getting home field this year throughout. Um, and they've got a lot of easier games, you know, Cleveland without Deshaun, the Lions, you know, the Patriots look pretty rough. They've got the Jets. So, yeah, I think these early games are good tests. But, you know, if they drop a couple, it's not the end of the world. But for me, I'm, I'm looking for a big one on
1: Monday. All right, Luke, I know it's late. It's 940 at night. But before we wrap things up, just a couple of major games, that I guess, you're looking at. Why don't we start Thursday night Chargers Chiefs? What, what do you see out of this game? It's probably the, the most exciting game on the entire weekend slate.
0: I think if Keenan Allen plays, the Chargers yeah. have a, a lot better chance. I oh, know, if I'm, he played, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. I appreciate I appreciate you trying to jump me there. Um, but in Arrowhead, that's a really tough game. But if the Chargers come out and win this game, I think they're legit contenders. Like, the Chiefs in Week 1 look like they're back to being the Chiefs. And, I mean, all these divisional games in the West are going to be huge. And I like the Chargers. I mean, Herbert looked awesome even without, you know without Keenan Allen. Mike Williams had a pedestrian game, and Austin Eckler had a pedestrian game, and they still hung around, so I'm excited for this game.
1: Uh, Luke, another game, an NFC South battle. The Bucs and Saints, Tampa minus two and a half. I liked New Orleans. I liked the Saints. That was my second pick, or my, my first pick that was remaining. So what so would have been my sixth pick. Tom Brady can't beat the Saints. He's owned four against them since he joined the Bucs. Jameis Winston had a fine, you know, week last week and how much pressure do the Saints feel after nearly losing to the Falcons in week one?
0: Yeah, I think that this is a big, I I like the Saints too, just because they're coming out here looking to prove they can still beat the Bucs, looking to prove they can win this division. Like this is a big game and the Bucs look good, but I thought at times, you know, they're setting for field goals. The offense wasn't at a hundred percent yet. So I think this is a game the Saints could definitely win. And the way their offense played in the fourth, like let Jameis open it up a little bit. I know it's risky with his interception history, but when they let him throw, I mean, him, Michael Thomas looked good. Alave had a pretty good debut, so I, I think this is a game the Saints can definitely win or at least cover.
1: Uh, there's two more games that I want to touch on: the 425 Cardinals Raiders
0: slate. If I, one of these teams has to go to 0 2,
1: and it feels like that team might not be able to come back and make it to the playoffs because they're in two pretty tough divisions, right? The Niners supposed to be very good. The Rams supposed to be very good. And then you look at the Raiders, the entire division is great. And I think Denver might have taken a step back after week one, right? Nathaniel Hackett's, well, you know, a hack for that decision. I wonder how Denver winds up this season just with a rookie uh, head coach. The Raiders can't afford to lose this game, but also the Cardinals can't either. And that's what makes for a very intriguing game out there at Elysian Stadium.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, that's a really good one where, you know, five and a half feels like a lot of points, but Cardinals look mi- bad on offense. You know, Rondell Moore was out, and, you know, they don't have Hopkins for a while, but Murray looked uncomfortable. I think the Raiders should win this game, but I mean, Carr, man, the picks look bad. The offensive line, yes, the Chargers have a lot of talent on their D line. That looked bad. So I think you're right. I think whoever loses this game is not feeling good. It's like the 0 2 is the record, right? Where, like, most of the time they don't make the playoffs. Like, that's usually the benchmark. So. I think the Raiders especially need this game because I think the Cardinals could make up some ground in the NFC. Yes, their division's good, but overall the NFC a little bit weaker. They could grab a wild card spot. But if the Raiders go 0-2, it could be real tough for them with, you know, what, seven games remaining against their own division. So I think it's a bigger game for the Raiders.
1: The final one, Luke. It's the Green Bay Packers that struggled in week one taking on the Chicago Bears, a team that Aaron Rodgers dominates week in, week out. Were you at all close to picking Green Bay, even with the minus 10 number?
0: Yeah, I actually like them at minus 10 a lot because, you know, the Bears are coming off a win, Packers are coming off a gross loss. Packers are still 10-point favorites. That tells me that, you know, Aaron Rodgers' bounce-back week, uh, it happened last year. Remember, they get blown up by the Saints, and people are like, oh my gosh, the Packers stink. Then they correct themselves, and they beat up on a team like the Bears or the Lions, and everything's okay. And I don't know if Green Bay is going to be the division winner. Like I said, I think it's going to be Minnesota, but... They should still be a wild-card team, even with the receiver issues. The Bears aren't good. Like, we're not counting the Niners-Bears game from last week. So, at home in Lambeau, I, I think the Packers have a nice opportunity to bounce back.
1: For sure, I agree. Luke, any last game that you like that you want to touch on before we wrap things up?
0: I kind of talked about it earlier, but I'm, I'm excited for Dolphins-Ravens. Like, that's a big prove-me game. Two teams that have playoff inspirations uh, aspirations, I should say. Um, and the Dolphins look pretty good, but, you know, is New England just that bad? Same with, with the Ravens. You know, they kind of struggled at times to move the ball against the Jets. So, I've got my eyes on that game in the one, 1 o'clock slate. Obviously, the Giants as well. Not the strongest schedule, but we kind of saw said that last week, and there were some crazier games in the 1 o'clock slate compared to the the great games we expected at 425. So, I think it's going to be another fun week, but those big lines, man, be careful out there.
1: I think Houston will do something interesting, and that will be a fun game to kind of watch as well to see what Hackett ends up doing out in Denver. Luke, that's all the time we got for the picks and NFL kind of weekend preview type show. Catch us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us at Walling and Owens, and we'll catch you at some point next week, not quite sure when. At the very least, we'll have another one of these for you guys, and let's hope for Rob Salas sake, the Jets win a football game this weekend.
0: Let's hope for Matt Watling's sake that they lose for his misery. Thanks, Luke. Bad guy. All-time bad guy.
1: Bad guy. Bad guy. Follow us at Watling and Owens, and we'll catch you guys next week.